Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. This is show number 33, released on October 26, 2007. My name is Steve Eunice and joining me is Neil Bailey. Hi, Neil. Hey, Steve. It's getting uh, chilly down here. Finally, you're probably warming up a bit. Happy new Smallville season to you. Yeah, spring has sprung here in Australia, and uh, while you lucky Americans get to watch a new season of Smallville, us Aussies will have to wait a little bit longer. Ah, uh, that's right. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, at the very least, we have a bevy of JLA news rushing up at us, and uh, a bunch of other good, or at least very interesting news. Yeah. Uh, news and rumours for the upcoming Justice League movie have been flying thick and fast for those not in the know. Uh, Warner Brothers are fast-tracking a JLA movie into production early next year, and while we don't know much at this point in time, we do know that the movie will be directed by George Miller and will be filmed in Sydney, Australia at Fox Studios. Which means you'll have to get some active camouflage. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be scoping out the production once it starts filming here next year, and uh, I did the same for Superman Returns a couple of years back, so... Uh, what else? We also know that the auditioning process has started, with a bevy of Australian actors having read for the roles late in uh, September. And rumours, rumoured cast members include Jessica Biel for Wonder Woman, and also Aussie actress Victoria Hill was amongst some that uh, read for the part of Wonder Woman as well. Uh, while rumours of Tom Welling playing Superman were quickly debunked, there's now talk that maybe Brandon Routh could possibly play the role, with speculation that the Superman Returns sequel has been given a back seat and may be delayed, but we'll all, it's all speculation, so who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Either way, as long as something's coming down the pike, I'll be pleased. What do you think of Beale's Wonder Woman? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think she really has the look that I have in mind for Wonder Woman, but uh, not only that, I really don't see Warner Brothers casting any name actors for these roles. I don't think the budget will allow for it. I mean, there's eight to nine major roles to be filled, I think the characters speak for themselves without having to have big names attached. I don't know. I, th- I think they could get the big names for the roles, given that X-Men revolutionized a lot of things, but I don't think that they should, and I think they might realize that. You know, I, I kind of dig that unknown vibe, and a lot of fanboys uh, tend to, too. Uh, Jessica Beale's one of my all-time favorite hotties out there, but I don't see her kind of as a Wonder Woman, actually, which is kind of why I asked, because... Uh, I don't know, I see Wonder Woman as, as less petite or, you know, like, I, I almost Monica Belushi, you know? Yeah, well, now, she'd have been perfect for the role had this movie been made five to ten years ago. And uh, just to ease any concerned fans out there, we do know, uh, we do not know what impact this Justice League movie has on the proposed Superman Returns sequel. Uh, while many sites are speculating that the Superman movie will now take a backseat to JLA, uh, there's been no official war- word from Warner Brothers at the time we're recording this episode either way. So, as far as we know, Superman is still scheduled for a May 2008 production start. And no, if it's not cancelled, and no, Singer hasn't been fired and replaced with the garden hose, and no, Tom Welling isn't Superman, and no, we're not evil because we say these things. We say them because we love you. <laughs> now straighten out those grades and we'll sick the pooches on you. <laughs> and uh, I just want to reinforce uh, positive news for the Justice League movie does not equate to bad news for the Superman movie. They're not mutually exclusive of one another. Exactly. Okay, on to other news in the Superman world. Uh, you mentioned Smallville at the top of the show. Uh, how are you feeling about the upcoming seventh season of the series? 
I'm getting a good vibe, actually. Last season and a few before it to the contrary. I don't, I don't know how they'll make Supergirl work in context, but uh, with Dean Kane and Slater coming on and some mythology incoming, apparently, I'm eager. How about you? Yeah, Season 7 looks promising. Uh, Kara looks interesting, and I, I'm just hoping that she doesn't take too much focus off Clark, and that's really my, own, my only really concern. Yeah, I'm, I'm also curious to see how they wrap Lana and Lex up uh, and manage to keep the show going, but that's always down the line if, if in this season. Yeah, uh, Lois looks like she'll be moving forward. Uh, I think she gets a position at the Daily Planet, and it'll be weird not having uh, Martha Kent around uh, and seeing Clark on his own at the Kent farm. I'm not sure about that, but I just hope this season delivers on the promise that they've been giving us each and every season, that is that we do finally get to see Clark move towards becoming Superman. Yeah, and I mean, they've broken promises before. There's nothing saying we can't see a suit. I, I don't think it's likely, but uh, mm. I still have hope it can end on an awesome note. I want, I want Lex to kill Lionel before the season's over, though. I mean, that's okay. my big hope. Okay, well, uh, speaking of Smallville, the uh, sixth season is now out on DVD, and I've had a quick look through some of the bonus material on the DVD collection, and I noticed that your Ultimate Fan video was included on the video. Yeah, well, believe it or not, I haven't even gotten a chance to see it myself. I've been so... In- incredibly busy working on my house to support the writing, but uh, I did get a copy, and I'm going to pop it in the next few days and hopefully get a review in, which will likely come up with the uh, first episode review as this KAL is aired. Yeah, well, uh, the Superman homepage wasn't included in the documentary, unfortunately, but a few of our fellow Smallville fan sites were interviewed or featured on the Ultimate Fan documentary, which is really cool. Uh, It's nice to know that the creators of the show are savvy enough to see the value of their online fan base. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think that they realized what a huge division of their viewers that was, and I was totally surprised to see to, to see it and be featured despite Goff knowing who I am and potentially wanting me killed for it. I mean, it really blew me away and, and humbled me a good bit. Yeah, another DVD which was recently released was the long-anticipated Superman Doomsday animated movie. Uh, we know you got to see it back at the San Diego Comic-Con earlier this year, but uh, now that the majority of our listeners will have seen it, uh, what do you think of the movie? I still really enjoyed it. It's probably one of the better Superman movies I've seen. I mean, I, I took it for what it was. It's had fun and found no real nits to pick beyond Lois. Um, I think the comic version isn't what we got, but the fight alone made it worth the price of admission. I, I, I kind of always thought the death deserved a season of TV or a series of movies, but hey, this will do. Yeah, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I, I know, well, I knew going in that it wasn't uh, based on the death of Superman comic book storyline, but was actually just inspired by those stories and therefore wasn't disappointed, as many fans seem to have been, that it didn't follow uh, the comic book story 100%. Uh, it's not an adaptation. It's a reimagined 75-minute version of a similar story that works really well, in my opinion. It's dramatic, emotional, and, and quite a ride. I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't bought it. And just note that it's not a Death and Return comic book adaptation, but a standalone movie inspired by the story from the comics. Uh, it's also not a continuation of the Justice League or Justice League Unlimited cartoon series, so don't get disappointed by that. It's simply a standalone movie and a good one. Yeah, yeah, I think Lex was incredible in the flick, just cold, surprising, and awesome. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't bought the DVD and aren't sure whether or not you're going to get it, uh, let me tell you that the documentaries on the DVD are worth the price of purchase alone. Uh, the story about how the original concept in the comics came about and the effects it had on the industry and the fan base is really excellent, especially the uh, footage of the Superman summits that the writers had back in those years when the comics were all aligned. Uh, 
some really great interviews in there. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing myself. I just got my copy after seeing it in San Diego, and it's on top of my viewing list when I can get a solid second. Cool. And uh, now on to other animated discussions. Uh, both the Legion of Superheroes and the Batman cartoons uh, have started new seasons recently, and we see Superman heavily involved in both series. There's plenty on the TV for Superman's, Superman fans to enjoy. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm actually gonna start watching the Legion. I saw Imperiax in the previews, and that that just hooked me, which is awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen any Legion of Superheroes episodes yet, sadly, uh, not even season one. It doesn't air here in Australia yet, and well, I've never been into the Batman cartoon series. I'll definitely be on the lookout for season five of that show when it does finally make its Australian premiere. Okay, well, on to comic books. Uh, what caught your eye since our last Radio KAL show? Well, on Beyond Superman, that Green Arrow wedding special was a bit of a... Uh, but anyway, that's off topic. But uh, beyond that, I'm actually um, kind of at a crossroads. I've, I've made the choice to stop buying every single Superman issue that's come out for the first time since his death when I was 12. And that caught my eye pretty good. Yeah, well, it seems you're not alone there. Uh, I've heard of quite a few Superman fans who have dropped various titles due to either poor stories or the publishing schedule problems, and it looks like those scheduling problems haven't yet been resolved fully, um, with a recent announcement from DC Comics of a whole list of scheduling and story changes for the Superman Confidential line, the Superman title, and the Superman Annual. Yeah, and, and it hurts, but I mean, you got to vote with your wallet, guys. That's the only way this stuff's going to change. But uh, but you got to tell me, is my understanding correct that the Qbert story won't now even be finished in the Annual? Yeah, Superman number 670 will now feature the story which was solicited to run in Superman Annual number 13, which is the conclusion of the three-part story, The Third Kryptonian. And that's now scheduled to arrive in stores on November 7th. Uh, the finale to Camelot Falls will now be in that Superman Annual, uh, which is available a few weeks later in uh, late November. It just it just hurts after all the loyalty we put into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of Johns. I'm I'm not so hot on Musiek so far, but but even so, it it seems to me that they've just not not even the writers per se, but maybe DC as a whole have just royally botched everything in DC since Infinite Crisis, with pretty rare exception. I mean, and I was really into DC at that point, um, but I find myself with few comics every week now, and my enjoyment of them is diminishing to the point of considering not reading them. And I've never felt this way about comics. So I don't know how to look at it. I know it's not the biggest draw for this site. As I recall, only about 10 to 20% of you guys are actually really huge on the comics. But to me, it's always been the biggest, most important part of Superman for me. And with Smallville nearing its end and the comics just ridiculously unanticipated on my end, generally, I feel kind of at an impasse. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not giving up, but I just, I don't know. I'm melancholy about it. Yeah, the uh, the comics for me have always been my main fix for Superman uh, as well, but uh, they just don't have the allure they used to. Um, the quality just seems to be dropping, maybe, or the scheduling problems just make it harder to follow what's going on from issue to issue. Yeah, it's not even about the quality, either. I mean, John's is rocking me as we're Sale and Cook, but I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I could spend this money on other fun stuff. That's what delays will do to you. It'll make you step back and realize, holy crap, I used to spend 80 bucks a month on this stuff, which is why they always released it so quickly, which is why comics survived. Yeah, I just feel that uh, DC Comics is forgetting that we, the fans, are more interested in the character and not in who's writing or drawing the character. 
And I think we've all had enough of uh, company-wide crossovers for a while. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm not even in that crossover-weary camp. I'm not saying, oh, you got to end the crossovers or I won't buy. Um, I, I'm I'm just creator indulgence-weary. I could have a crossover constantly, so long as it's intriguing. I just don't want to have to wait until 2012 to see the next issue just because Jim Lee is drawing it, or Adam Kubert had other things to do. And I mean, generally, it seems to be on the artist's end of things, but still, it it irks me. Yeah. Well, uh, at least Supergirl seems to be getting back on track. And, uh... Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about our recent uh, Radio KAL Live show. On September 19th, we held our third live broadcast, and we got to speak to a few fellow Superman fans on a number of topics, and we managed to have a chat with, I think it was three, all up, this time around. Yeah, there were a few issues, but they're uh, clearing up, I, I think, just... Uh... Remember to turn the radio down, guys, and uh, not to call us, let us call you. Yep. Uh, the live show was an improvement over our previous attempts, and this time around we asked the big question, what do you like or dislike about Smallville? And for those who missed the Radio KL live broadcast, here's a recording of the show. What do you like or dislike about Smallville? And uh, I guess... We pretty much know some of your feelings on Smallville, Neil, but uh, how about you just uh, refresh our, our memories? Well, uh, <laughs> God, I've written so much. Yeah. Now, the um, the likes have always been the Clark moments, the mythology moments, when they get the characters right on, and it happens a lot more than um, one might think. But uh, what I dislike is the unerring reliance on plot stories when they forget the mythos and when they kind of pander to the uh, LCD TV. Well, I've been pretty uh, outspoken in some of the things that I dislike about Smallville. Mainly, I, I dislike the fact that they're bringing in all these Superman elements uh, that we're familiar with in the Superman stories, and they're trying to fit them into the context of Smallville before he becomes Superman, which to me kind of defeats the purpose of telling a story about Clark Kent becoming Superman when you're actually bringing in all the Superman elements that we already know of, such as Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, characters such as Brainiac, uh, Bizarro, and, and, and all those elements. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a very big focus on Superman stories when, you know, like if they wanted to make a Superboy show, I guess they can't now, but they could have at the started and, and start. And I guess that um, what, what really irks me about that is not even that they bring in these strange elements, but that um, that they try and kind of make them a little bit strange or different. Uh, big examples of that being like Brainiac is more the eradicator or, say, you know, changing Emil Hamilton without really kind of bringing a point to it, those kind of things over the years. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, our first person who would like to, to join and talk to us is Jeffrey Taylor, who uh, last time didn't have a microphone set up, but... Uh, this time he thinks he's got it all uh, going, so I'll just uh, start bringing in Jeffrey, and uh, I'll call him, and I'll just uh, bring him into our conversation. Okay, so we've got uh, we've got Neil. Welcome back. Hey, there's Neil, and we're getting Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you're with us. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, how, how are you? Good. Good to talk to you Great. finally. So, so tell the question. Is, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can hear you. I just wanted to say, Jeffrey, what did you, what do you like or dislike about Smallville at the moment? Biggest problem with, with Smallville, I would have to say, is the music. 
Really? The uh, the calling all angels when Clark's uh, driving away with Lana and the uh, synth pop bands and all the uh, popular music of the day that irks you. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I I like John Williams' score on Superman the movie. I like. Uh, Jeffrey's uh, breaking up us on us there, so I might uh, I might just uh, try to do that again. I'll bring uh, bring Jeffrey back in and few technical issues with uh, with the sound quality there hopefully it'll improve okay getting those guys back in and Jeffrey Jeffrey you were saying that you dislike the, the music well above all else I realized there are other issues with the show for instance the fact that they claim to be one thing very early on now we're uh we're we're losing the the quality Hello? of the audio there with Jeffrey, so uh, we're going to get uh, an, another caller coming in now. Um, let's see, we get uh, Bizarro, which I believe is uh, a fellow Australian of of, my, of ours. Um, let's see if we can get Bizarro in. Sounds good. Okay, giving him a call now. Hello, is that Bizarro hey, on the Steve. line? Yes, it is. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. It's funny. Great to catch up to you guys. Yeah, well, it's good to hear from you. It's always good to hear from a fellow Aussie. Yeah. Just wanted to ask you, uh, Justin, I believe that's your real name. Uh, what did you? What do you dislike or like about yes. Smallville? I know that uh, you know we're a bit behind here in Australia in regards to Smallville episodes, but uh, I'm sure you've probably caught up to most of the latest episodes uh, in one way or another. Well. I'm just glad that we have a Superman program at all on air mm-hmm. like this. And I just keep waiting for it to get better and better. I know some seasons have, you know, flopped out, you know, worse than others, but it's good to expect something new to come. Yeah, and uh, is there any one particular character you don't like? Well, everyone seems to be targeting Lana. <laughs> you know, she's the major target at the moment, but it's good to see these um, JLA characters being introduced because, you know, the Superman characters are so broad and wide in the DC universe. At least we're getting something. Yeah, definitely. Fair Instead enough. Instead staying in the Smallville farm. Yeah. And, uh,. So you don't mind the fact that they're bringing in some of the DC Universe characters from Superman's world into Clark Kent's world? Well, as we know that you know Smallville is is so diverse, it's it's on its own. You can't compare a comic book to a TV show because both can't be written into one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Fair it's uh, it's it it keeps getting better as as we saw in the YouTube um, interview at the uh, convention with mm-hmm. the Smallville. Actors, yep, they Comic-Con, seem to yeah. be a good group of people, and they, they, it's getting better and better. Yeah, well, uh, it looks interesting what they're going to be doing with uh, Supergirl or Kara this year. So, I guess uh, I don't mind those elements coming in, just as long as we keep seeing some forward advancement on with Clark Kent uh, towards becoming Superman. Well, it seems to be that all the pretty girls are outweighing the boys on the show. <laughs> Well, uh, I think probably the, the target audience <laughs> is the young gentleman. So, uh, what do you think of that, Neil? 
Uh, I definitely think the young girls are the uh, target uh, target way of getting the 14 to 20 year old boys because the uh, action has certainly faltered over the years, even though it's still there for to a requisite degree. But yeah, no, bringing in more and more girls. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they're going to change Clark into a female in season eight. I think that's the big twist. <laughs> well, uh, thanks, Justin, for talking with us. I uh, appreciate you giving us a call on uh, Radio KAL Live. No worries, it's a pleasure. These two guys are doing a great job. Thanks, appreciate it. Thank you, sir. No worries. Okay, bye. Okay, that was uh, Justin. So, uh, Craig, you there? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Ha. So, uh, we're just wondering what you, you think of the big question in regards to, uh, do you think, what do you like or dislike about Smallville? I guess the biggest thing I dislike is that it seems like that the writers or whoever is just getting real sloppy. I mean... It's been how many seasons since he's graduated from high school? Like two, so it makes him about twenty. He's not even in college. He, and so when is when does he decide to become a journalist? And when does he decide to put the glasses on? I mean, it's just. And I know I've, I know I, I saw that uh, they said that you know somebody asked them about the question about the glasses, and they said, "Well, we don't have to worry about that." So I just I don't know. I understand that it's its own you know it's its own separate thing. Apart from the comics and stuff, but you know, just I don't know, be creative or something. Yeah, I guess uh, that you're you're in a similar boat with me. I feel that uh, they're not uh, moving Clark close enough towards becoming Superman, and they're not uh, really looking at how all these elements that are currently in his life, which will later be in his life when he's Superman, won't recognize him and won't uh, you know know who he is uh, based on the fact that he hasn't got a disguise. He's hasn't uh, worn the glasses, and he's basically going to be the same person as Clark Kent and as Superman when he does don the suit. Yeah, maybe he'll uh, give everybody a magic kiss or something. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Uh, Well, thanks, Craig. We appreciate you uh, chatting with us on Radio KAL Live. Hey, uh, hey, thanks. I love your program. Keep doing it. Thanks. Okay, that was... uh, that was Craig, uh, Craig Meadows. So a uh, few people seems like most people seem to have a similar uh, gripe with Smallville in you know in being that uh, they're not moving Clark Kent you know in in the right direction necessarily. Yeah, even little stuff you know like like I, I consider even like Lana and Chloe and Lionel errors to be little stuff in compared to that because that you can write around you can write circles around these characters that are not focal to the mythos even Lana to a degree with what they've done in the show but Clark Kent is the foundation he's the bedrock and when you kind of t- go tangential with him and and ignore him in favor of hot chicks or in favor of uh, stunning new plots stay tuned kind of thing it 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 hurts the series yeah well uh, if anybody else would like to be a caller on the show, all you have to do is click on the Chat With Me button on the Superman homepage website in the announcement about Radio KAL Live and uh, send me a text message saying that you want to be a caller on the show. Don't actually try to dial or call me uh, using Skype. You have to uh, uh, just be patient and I will add you into our conference call. But um, if anybody else would like to chat with us, so far we've chatted with Bizarro, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Justin and uh, Jeffrey Taylor and Craig Meadows. Uh, so it's been a, a pretty uh, successful chat so far. Last week we uh, had to beg, borrow, and steal callers, and this uh, this month we're actually getting people to call and talk to us. Uh, yeah, okay. no, it's great. I mean, I'm 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 really thinking this could could take off if we get a couple of folks in here and uh, 
and and we're able to conquer the technology. I think the technology is the big thing. But so far, this one's been the clearest of the three so far, and 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 it's uh it's been a pretty good success. I don't know. It, we 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 got to uh, definitely get more people come, coming on here, and and we've got to fix the audio deal. But it sounds really awesome on my end. I haven't heard the recording yet, though. <laughs> well, uh, Jeffrey Taylor, while he was having problems with his microphone and with his audio, uh, did text me and say that uh, to continue on with what he was saying about the music being the problem with him he was saying the music irks him not uh, because it's not the favorite style of music but uh, even the earlier seasons are already obsolete because of nothing more than the music he says that the john williams score for example would have worked 100 years ago and will work 100 years from now so i guess he's saying that the music dates the show to a to a degree in regards to using pop culture or pop music Uh, even the uh, even the score itself, you know, I really really loved it at first, and and now I've seen a couple of seasons of X Files in between, and it's the same guy from what I hear, and uh, <laughs> just all the chimes again and again and again, and the kind of it kind of gives me a '90s feel now to a degree. But uh, yeah, I, I know what he's talking about with the with the pop music. Sometimes it uh, really irked me, especially with the Green Day version. But I wrote at length about that. <laughs> mm, well, uh, I guess that's why a lot of the uh, in in regards to movies. Um, Brian Singer was adverse to using pop music and because of the fact that it would date in the movie and that's why he went with uh, uh, a soundtrack score like John, with using John Williams's music. Um, so uh, there's some merit to, to that thinking. Yeah, oh, definitely. And, and, and I think that uh, just classical scores in general tend to survive a lot better and, and that's part of the problem with the TV media as a... Uh, as as a er, TV as a medium rather um, is that you, you you run into problems like that all the time as they try and be hip and edgy over over say content and that's one of the reasons why TV to my thinking is much maligned. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks, Steve. It's been a blast. And uh, you've been listening to Radio KAL Live from SupermanHomePage.com. Thanks to everyone who participated. Look for the announcement for our next Radio KAL live broadcast in a few weeks' time. Uh, we'll be doing it on a Thursday evening this time around, and it's usually a week before the next Radio KAL podcast. John Henry's spirits rise. I stood up in that courtroom, that I know, and I'm so happy for you. But you can't walk yet. You have to remember that. Serena addresses the populace. As you may know, my somewhat recent takeover of this business came as a result of the decline of the previous owner, who is in prison and on trial for murder. Luther sends Catwoman on her toughest job yet. Oh. My. God. I take it you approve of the target? You realize this may be impossible, right? And Superman pleads for the fate of Krypton. I was granted an audience of the council. Hello? Is anyone there? Issue 33 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, arrives on September 26, 2007. Only at supermanhomepage.com. Things heat up in Swifted. I think I need to teach you all something tonight. The lesson is this. Every single person in this room is expendable. And Kara gets an offer too strange to refuse. Oh man, this sucks. Give me 
all the way to this stupid little town you can't even fight me. I mean, I don't want to waste a million years because you're busy getting beat up. Wait, what? Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, Issue 5, Truce and Turmoil. Coming September 26, 2007. Only at supermanhomepage.com. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Time for the super secret soundbite contest. Last show, we played a sound from an episode of Smallville that was the episode Combat from Season 6. Eleven people guessed it correctly, and they are Daniel Sperry, DJ Goofy, DJ Jaws, Tiffany Bradford, David Singleton, Stephen Holmes, Patty, Ismail Perez, Justin Samatzis, Sarah Sigaleski, and Sean Hemmings. Yeah, that's a lot of DJs in there. Congrats, guys. <laughs> Keep sending in them entries. See if you can guess which episode of Smallville this sound comes from. You should all be very proud. If you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound comes from, use the super secret sound bite entry form found at the Radio KL webpage at supermanhomepage.com and send your entry in. Each person who gets it right will have their name read out in our next Radio KAL podcast. Superman Song Time. Hey, so what do you got this month? Garage Band? Nerdcore? Well, we have a song titled Aftershave by a band called Straw Dogs, uh, who are based in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, We've got Brian McAllister on vocals and guitar, Mike Rossi on guitar, Nick Rossi on bass, and Doug McKay on drums. And I'd like to thank the guys for allowing us to play the song here on Radio KAL.
show for another month. Remember, if you have a Superman song you'd like to uh, hear played on Radio KAL, or a topic you'd like Neil and I to discuss in a future show, or any other info you'd like to have mentioned on Radio KAL, send us an email by using the KAL mail feedback form found at the website. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Steve, and you stay classy three months from now, maybe, if the artist feels like it. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com.